What is up, friends? You're listening to a very special episode of the Sheik Speaks podcast. Today on the show, we have the pleasure of speaking to the one and only Anna Fenstermacher. She is my girlfriend, if any of you know, and if you don't know, now you know. So we get to speak about what she's up to relating to her blog, which is a lifestyle travel women's community. So we get to talk about that. And we have a few user submitted questions. So if you did submit a question via Anna's page, you're listening to the right show. And we will answer those later in the show. Anna's a great chick. And I hope this episode will show you why I fuck with her so much. So without any further ado, roll into the show. Sheik Speaks, episode nine. Today, we probably have the most special guest on the show and a girl <laughs> sitting down with Michael Sheeks on the Sheik Speaks podcast. So today, we're going to talk about Anna, her story, maybe why she's so beautiful, and <laughs> a few other things. You don't want to tell them who I am in relation to you? If anyone doesn't know, Anna Kindness Fenstermacher <laughs> has the honor of being my girlfriend and I get to share my life with her. So it's truly an honor, Michael Sheeks. Hey, thank you truly, so much for having me. The honor is all mine. So if you could kind of give people a, a brief intro on who you are and how all of this came to be. Yeah. So my name is Anna. And as Michael said, I am his girlfriend, the luckiest girl in the world, I would say, to have that title. Um, and just a little bit of background on who I am. I grew up in Pennsylvania in a really small town called Thomasville. Um, it's sort of like a farm town, not much going on. We didn't have any neighbors. So my brother and I spent the majority of our childhood playing outside all day, every day. We actually didn't have cable or Wi-Fi or high-speed internet until I was in middle school. So for a lack of technology and technological entertainment, we spent most of our childhood playing outside, building forts in the woods, playing in the garden. Yeah, super simple. We had chickens. So I actually took one of our chickens to show and tell in school when I was in first or second grade. Like, that's sort of the background that I came from, which is starkly different to my life now. But it was an awesome childhood. I wouldn't change anything. And in the future, if I ever have kids, I would hope to give them the same kind of childhood that I have. Uh, a lot of nature time, outdoorsy things. It was, it was really fun. And I think it shaped me into who I am today. So yeah, that's kind of a little bit of background into me. So what do you do these days now that you're not in Thomasville, you're not playing with chickens out in the woods and stuff? (laughs) So yeah, I'm not as much of a nature girl as I was back then. I mean, I still enjoy nature, but you're not going to find me playing with any birds these days. So now um, I have started to build my own brand. I started a blog earlier in 2020. Um, In about March, I sort of started brainstorming that. I wouldn't call myself a full-time blogger, but it does take up a lot of my time right now um, as I work to build that brand, build some brand awareness, and just the community behind that. And the name of my blog is Brunette Collective, and it is just sort of a place um, that I wanted to create that was educational, inspirational, almost like an online living room that my readers could come, and it would just be like two girls sitting down having a chat. Like this. Like this, yeah. I wanted it to be a super cozy, casual space just in the online realm um, that you could just read my posts and whether you were looking to learn something, to feel inspired, to gain a sense of community, that you could come there and it would, yeah, like I said, just be like an online living room that you could sit down with your cup of coffee and you would be reading my posts as if you were sitting down just having a little chat with me. So something I'm curious about, like why do you do a blog versus like a vlog or like a podcast per se like why'd you go through the like typed written route of a blog so i actually had a blog back in the day in high school um one of my independent study projects 
was a blog. I was that's sort of when I got into photography when I was maybe in 10th or 11th grade. I would say my dad um he's a detective and so he had a super fancy DSLR camera and I would just borrow his DSLR camera and Why does a detective have a DSLR camera? So he can take like evidence photos when he does ah, like stakeouts. Okay. Yeah, so he would be doing his like stakeouts taking like top secret photos of people they were following around and then I would be out in the yard like taking photos of my mom's garden and our chickens and you know be like flipping through the memory card be like oops not supposed to see that haha sorry dad you know just snapping photos of whatever I could find in our yard because at the time I didn't have my driver's license yet so the extent of anything that I shot was pretty much just whatever I found in nature and so through that I started a blog in high school just to share my photos and that kind of thing just took off into starting to write and actually my mom still has some of those pictures framed in our living room now you've probably seen them but you probably never knew that I took them you'll have to show me when yeah back she actually has a couple of them which it's a great honor because back in the day I literally knew nothing about photography it was just I just did whatever I thought looked good and I guess my mom liked it <laughs> so yeah um I had a little blog honestly don't even know what the name of it was I could not even remember but that's sort of what sparked my interest into writing and photography. And yes, yeah, so that's why I went the route of a blog. And personally, I love reading blogs. If I'm trying to find a new recipe or learn about travel, I love to go to blogs to just read about other people's experiences, see their photos. Um, I felt that video editing was a little too daunting for me. I didn't really, that wasn't like a super big interest. Um, Becca, my best friend Becca, we actually had a YouTube channel back in the day called really? the Anna and Becca Show. Yeah. Is it still live? It might be. We can look it up after this. But it was called the Anna and Becca Show, and we would record it on our like little Nikon blue cameras. So I did a little bit of the video back in the day, you know, Windows Movie Maker. But it was just too challenging now. The technology is just, I didn't feel like learning. That learning curve was a little too steep. So, yeah, I love to write, love to share my life, my feelings, my views, my passions in the written words. So that's what inspired me to start a blog. And do you see that corresponding with who you wanted to be when you were growing up? And who did you want to be when you were growing up? What was like your world outlook? Kind of. Um, actually, my dream uh, growing up, I really wanted to be a celebrity fashion stylist. I was obsessed with the Rachel Zoe show, and it was about this woman. She was a stylist, and she would go hang out with celebrities before these like red carpet events and she would pick out their outfits for lack of a better term and I was obsessed with fashion um, growing up I was actually voted best dressed class of 2014 I've in high heard. school so I was really into clothes and accessories and shoes and shopping so that was my dream was to be a stylist um, growing up in a fashion designer runway type of person but obviously that didn't happen um, I'm still really into fashion and expressing yourself creatively through clothes, but now I've sort of geared more towards photography and writing as opposed to that. But I still do love to watch Rent the Runway, or not Rent the Runway, um, Project Runway. It was my favorite TV show, another one of my favorites. So yeah, that's what I wanted to be growing up, but it didn't really pan out. I did look for fashion design colleges, but a lot of them were up north and I cannot do cold weather. And so when I decided to move to Florida, I kind of gave those ideas up and took a different route and what was like the inspiration behind trying to be like a celebrity fashion designer I just really loved clothes I loved shopping and expressing myself creatively through my outfits um, I had such a fun time putting together my outfits every day in high school and people would always say like oh we've never seen Anna in like sweatpants and a t-shirt like she always looks amazing and so I I loved putting together my outfits and then getting feedback from my peers when I would wear something new and not like a, from a vanity perspective, kind of just like a creativity type of outlet. And my mom is really into fashion and for her job, she's always dressing up and always sending me outfit selfies and do I like this? Do I like that? So it was kind of a, a hobby that we shared together of shopping and putting together outfits and dressing for the seasons and that kind of thing. So it's just a way to express ourselves creatively, I would say. Cute. Yeah. So what was kind of the inspiration behind starting the blog? So I wanted to start a blog maybe 
about a year and a half ago, um, I was getting more into content creation and photography and being in front of the camera. And I had this idea that it would be super fun to start a blog to share the photos that I was in and that I was taking. Um, and a friend at the time told me that it was the dumbest idea she'd ever heard, that I was wasting my time. No one looks at blogs. So I kind of forgot about it for a while. And then this year when coronavirus happened, I was like, well, I'm not at work. I have nothing really else to do. I might as well find a project for myself. So I was like, you know what? This is the year I'm starting a blog. I truly don't care what other people think. I'm going to do it. It's going to make me happy. If it inspires me, I'm sure that there's at least one person out there who's going to take inspiration from this as well. So yeah, I just, I just did it. I started a blog. Um, and yeah, it was a challenge, but it was a really good project to have for myself. And Honestly, if coronavirus hadn't happened, I don't know if I would have done it. I was just so busy working every single day, and that was just taking up all of my time, and I was never giving any of my time to my passions. So without coronavirus, Burnett Collective might not exist today like it does. And it's crazy to think, like, I've known, like, a lot of people who this year has been, like you were saying, like, this is the year that they're like, fuck it. Like, I'm I'm not going to work. Or if I if I do work, I'm at home and I'm fucking dicking around for mm -hmm. five hours during my eight hour shift. So I've seen a lot of people start more creative things and follow their follow their hearts per Definitely. se. So it's been really cool to see that you know like all the people making sourdough at home or right. starting blogs or people starting like uh, to get into photography and stuff. So it's been mm -hmm. cool to see like the the positive aspects and also something i think that's pretty cool about 2020 is people are, are like realizing like it's better to eat shit and do your own thing versus be comfortable and be like fucking depressed like right slaving to someone else's kind of agenda kind of thing right slaving hard to put the dollar in someone else's pocket for sure yeah yeah i definitely relate to that um and like you said, like we were all at home, all quarantined. So I just had the idea of, well, I'm going to start this online community. Um, even if we can't be together in person, we can all be together online and we can still connect with each other no matter where we are in the world. And that's kind of the feeling I had behind my blog is I just wanted to build a space for women to connect no matter where you are in the world. And whether you're coming for inspiration, entertainment, education, you're going to be able to find that on my site. And we're all in this together type of feeling was what was behind it. So what are like the main pillars on the blog? Like the main talking points that you consider yourself an expert in? So when I started my blog, I really didn't have a niche. I thought about it for a while and I just couldn't come up with something to nail it down. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to write about everything until I figure out what I love. And so I kind of have been doing that for a few months, just writing about whatever lifestyle topics I can think of just to see where I fall. But I would say in the last month, month and a half, I've really narrowed it down to travel, food, um, yeah, like culinary experiences. And so I would say my main pillars right now are sharing travel destinations and sharing the food in those destinations. Um, I really believe that food is like the magical language that connects us all no matter where you are what your background is what religion you practice what race you are we can all appreciate good food and we can all connect over a good meal and so i would say my big pillars now are just food travel and connecting through different culinary experiences so that's kind of the direction that my blog is going to be going over the next few months as i start some new things and nail it down to some more specific pillars So what are, for anyone out there that's looking to start a blog, what were like some of the big roadblocks you had to get over? I think I had a lot of internal roadblocks, I would say, just worrying about, is this perfect? Is it good enough? Like, what are people going to think when they see this? And so the biggest thing was just getting over that and just starting and taking imperfect action is more important than waiting around for something to be perfect because it's never going to be perfect like even today like six months after my blog is live I spent like an hour this morning just changing the fonts adding new photos changing the colors and I could have done that for months and never launched but 
it's more important to just launch something and adjust it as you go. Like who cares if it's not perfect, just put it out there and adjust, you know, get feedback from other people, adjust it, make changes. Because if you try and wait until it's perfect, it's never going to happen. And you're going to be sitting on it for months and months and months, maybe even years wondering where you could have been instead of just taking the leap and putting it out there. Did you have any like resources when you first started? Um, not really. I knew pretty much nothing about website coding and how to build a website. Um, so that was definitely a challenge of just finding out where to start. Um, I did a lot of online research, a lot of Facebook group market research to try and find some advice, uh, people that could help me try and figure out where to start, watched a lot of YouTube videos, read other blogs, that kind of thing. So beyond the mental internal roadblocks, there was definitely legitimate roadblocks of not having the skills to build a website but you know I figured it out made it work Um, my blog was not cute when I first launched it and I mean I was pretty impressed but looking back I was like "Ooh, girl that was not cute whenever anyone starts something regardless of what it is when you always go back and you like look at like anyone listening right now if they went back, if you have an Instagram, go back and look at your oh first God, post. You're going to get... Hideous. Oh, my God. What were you thinking? You're going to cringe so hard. That's just the nature of being creative and having to figure out what works, what doesn't work, what's hot, what's not, and what speaks to you ultimately. Right. And another roadblock that I actually forgot to mention is I hired someone to help me build my website, and she basically took my money and bailed. She did half the work, and that was it. She ran, never responded to my emails. So that was really frustrating from a consumer, you know, perspective of I am not working. I'm giving you my hard earned money during this quarantine and you're just going to take my money and run when I'm trying to put out a passion project. So it was really frustrating. But at the end of the day, I'm happy that it happened because it forced me to learn those things that I needed to learn about building a website and making it beautiful. And if she hadn't taken my money and ran you know i i wouldn't know how to update my website like i do now so there's some learning experiences i would like to have that money back but knowledge is power so now i have the knowledge and what were some of the other lessons learned when you first started another lesson i would definitely say is who cares what people think like let them think you're crazy like i don't care if someone tries to make fun of me or talks about me about what I'm doing online because at the end of the day it makes me happy and I've gotten more positive feedback than negative and those people that tried to tell me that building a blog was a waste of time they're not doing anything right now with their lives you know they're still in that negative space complaining whereas now months later I'm happy and thriving and I'm so proud of myself for just putting myself out there and taking a chance because the feedback that I've gotten has been incredible and people have been so supportive now that I've put my dreams out there and the people who are going to support you are going to be there for the long haul and the people who try and talk negatively about what you're doing they're going to fall off and you're not even going to remember about them a year from now so and something to add on to that uh I don't know who to give exact credit to this quote but it was like you'll never get criticized by someone who's doing as much as you are if not more the all right usually when you receive credit or criticism it's from people who are doing a lot less than you who really aren't up to much and just kind of look at it like meh but truly people who have who understand doing something difficult doing something hard they understand that that criticism isn't very helpful to them up front and they know that it's just a part of the process. Right. You're never going to be criticized by someone doing more than you because they're going to be too busy to, you know, worry about what you're doing. You're always going to be criticized by the people doing less than you or the people who wish they were doing what you were doing. So it's important to remember that when you're trying something new, for sure. So what can uh, people look forward to coming up on the blog? What are some uh, upcoming projects you might have? So like I mentioned with my content pillars, I'm going to start shifting away from talking about everything and I'm definitely going to be focusing more on travel and sharing adventures through food, through the culinary lens. Because like I said, I truly believe that food can connect everyone no matter where you are. And a big part of my blog is building community and building connection regardless of 
your background or where you're from. And so you can come to the blog and learn about where to travel, how to travel, some tips and tricks, the best cuisine uh, in these destinations. Um, something that I'm going to really be sharing and focusing on is sort of being like your backstage pass to the best culinary spots around the world. And so as travel starts to open up some more, I really want to focus on sharing how we can travel safely in light of coronavirus. And tourism is a huge industry in the world. And there's so many destinations that, you know, they survive on tourism. And so I don't think we should be stopping travel completely. I definitely think there's a way to travel safely for both yourself and for the locals of the destination you're visiting. So I'm definitely going to be sharing more about travel and yeah, just finding the best places to eat when you travel because there've been so many trips that I took as a kid where we only ate at McDonald's or Burger King or whatever was closest to the highway that my dad was driving down. And so I want to show that you can travel and enjoy the food without breaking the budget you know, without having to go super far off course, you know, so that for people like my dad, they can stop making us eat McDonald's and. And I don't know if that's just, I know we talked about this before, but I don't know if that's like, just like a super like American westernized thing that like you only eat what you know. And even if you're going overseas, you're like, where's the nearest McDonald's? Where's the nearest Burger King? (laughs) I, I know my order. Give me a number three. Um, so it's definitely interesting to know that there's people out there in the world like yourself that are having a push towards the local community and not just what are people are comfortable with Mm -hmm, for sure yeah I really love highlighting local traditions local cultures local cuisine whenever I travel so that's definitely going to be a big focus of my blog and how to travel without hurting the local community. I always want to travel with the local community in mind and how can I help them and how can they benefit from my trips around the world. So that's probably going to be a big focus of the blog going forward and maybe even a new business venture coming from that. Stay Stay tuned. tuned. 2021, baby. Um, And kind of sticking on the food thing, if you had to narrow it down, what's like your top three... uh, guess you call it food categories Ooh, that is such a challenge what would you consider yourself an expert in Hmm. i mean i wouldn't consider myself an expert on any pacific culinary theme um i definitely have an affinity for certain culinary groups over others i would definitely say that asian is high on my list of favorites i mean even for my sixth birthday you know, you know this story. I, for my sixth birthday, I had Chinese food in the Gettysburg Outlet food court. That was what I wanted to do. So I've loved the Chinese Asian style food truly since I was a young child, five, six years old. And even now I swear we have stir fry, ramen, noodles, Thai, any kind of Asian food. We eat it like four times a week. Like it's definitely high up there on my favorites. Um, I love Italian food as well. I When I went to Italy, I'm pretty sure I spent 100% of my money on pizza and gelato and didn't bring anything else home except for photos of me eating pizza and gelato. Those are probably my two favorites, for sure. Nice. So kind of taking a shift, uh, but still something that I think will be interesting blog-wise. So I have a list of questions here that I actually got from the Tim Ferriss podcast if anyone listens, Tim Ferriss is an awesome guy. You probably heard some of his books, 4-Hour Work Week, 4-Hour Body, uh, Tools of Titans, etc., etc. So he has uh, 11 certain questions that he always asks people of influence. Uh, and I have some of those in front of me. So one of them that I wanted to ask our guest here was what purchase of $100 or less has most positively impacted your life in the last six months? It's probably going to sound vain, but I truly think my Nespresso machine, um, I got it maybe about a month ago. I upgraded to a nicer Nespresso. And I mean, it sounds like cheesy, but truly I look forward to making that divine, luxurious cup of coffee every single morning. It goes above and beyond. You're just a regular crappy Keurig cup of coffee. It is 
just so good. And starting my day with that, it's almost like a ritual. I look forward to it every day. I know when I have that beautiful, frothy, delicious latte that my day is going to be started off on a positive note. I'm going to just take a couple minutes for myself, just cherish that coffee as I sit there and reflect on the day ahead, think about my day, maybe make my to-do list. So honestly, my Nespresso has really done it for me because I truly believe that life is about celebrating the little things and you don't have to wait for something big to celebrate it. So celebrate the small things and that delicious latte every morning is the small thing that I celebrate when I wake up. Your Nespresso, is it, do they make like specific brands like, or not brands, do they make like specific models or mm-hmm. like an Nespresso is an Nespresso? No. So Nespresso is the brand and then there's different models. I have the Vertuo Plus. What makes that special? It brews different sizes. So when I got my first Nespresso machine last year, I just had the mini and it just made like a shot. And so that you know, that wasn't enough. One shot of coffee was just like one sip and I was like, oh, it's over already. So I upgraded to the Vertuo line and that makes one ounce shots, two ounce double espresso shots. It makes five ounce cups, seven ounce cups, 14 ounce cups. So I love the the different sizes that it makes because, you know, sometimes I want more than just a shot, you know, sometimes I really want that full cup of coffee that just hits, hits right in the soul, you know? You want the versatility. Sip. Yeah, the versatility for sure. So yeah, I'm truly obsessed with it. I don't even want to like go to Starbucks. Like I would pick my Nespresso machine over Starbucks any day. Just cost savings too. Yeah, it's so much cheaper. A cup of Nespresso coffee is like a dollar versus like a $5 cup of Starbucks. That's just average, below average. So I would 100% say invest in an Nespresso machine. It is so worth it. My mom has two. Like, that's how much she loves them. <laughs> one for the house, one for the cabin. Like, we, we're we diehard fans over here. There you go, people. Mm-hmm. Get, Get yourself your Nespresso an Nespresso. Machine. The oh, Nespresso. Yeah. Vertuo. Vertuo. Mm-hmm. And hey. I mean, honestly, their customer service is amazing. You order the pods and it's free shipping and they show up in two days. Like, it's, it's almost better than Amazon. And yeah. you always get something free with your order. You always get, like, a sample, a free sample. So... It just can't be beat, honestly. They just know how to do good business. They know how to do amazing business, and they have such a high commitment to high-quality coffee. Not only the coffee that you're getting, but the farms and the farmers that are growing these coffee beans, they have such a commitment to sustainability and ethical sourcing, whereas a lot of these major coffee companies, they couldn't you know, they couldn't care less about where the coffee beans are coming from. It's about the dollar. Whereas Nespresso, they... You can trust that your coffee is going to be high quality, organic, non-toxic, mold-free. And you know that the farmers who grew that coffee are going to be getting a sustainable living wage, that the farms aren't going to be destroyed. So when I drink it, I also feel good knowing where it came from. No, you're definitely putting a few dollars back into the earth. Like Ben Greenfield, he he sells coffee too. And I was listening to one thing. He was saying that out of all the coffee sold in the world, only 2% is certified organic the rest is has mold toxins sprayed all day long with pesticides because Mm -hmm. at the end of the day they're just trying to maximize their dollar and if they have to throw away half their crop that's money and money out of their pockets and they're also like a dunkin donuts they're not they're not paying their farmers well Mm -mm. they control them Right. And so with Nespresso, you know exactly what country your coffee came from. And on their website, they have so much information about sustainability. And like you know, sustainability is a huge part of my life as well. So I feel good about it when I drink it in the morning. There we go, people. Get your Nespresso, support them, put your dollars back into the earth. So another question I want to move on to is... uh, in the last five years, what new belief, behavior, or habit has most improved your life? Hmm. I would say letting go of what people think about me and if I say no to something, not feeling guilty about it. Uh, when I was in college and just really getting into fitness and health and my own personal development, I would feel so guilty like on a Friday night or a Saturday morning that I was in the gym and my friends would ask me to hang out, but I would say no because I already made plans with myself to go work out. And I had some friends that would make me feel bad about that. Like, oh, all you ever do is work out. But at the end of the day, I was investing in myself, in my health, in my own, um, what's the word I'm looking for? 
into my own discipline and that I was not going to break that promise to myself of having a daily workout, even if it was just 30 minutes, you know, your health is so important and investing in that, you're never going to go wrong with investing in your health. And so I would feel really guilty if I would pass up hanging out with my friends to spend it in the gym. And now I don't really feel that way anymore. I know that my health is a priority. And if I'm skipping out on my workouts to hang out with my friends, I'm going to feel worse about it at the end of the day, because I'm not investing in myself and in my health. And at the end of the day, you know, we only have one body, we only get one chance to treat it right. So I definitely don't feel guilty about spending so much time working out anymore and being healthy. And that's a big thing about like, why I love you kind of thing. Like you, when you say something, you back it up and you don't, you don't break promises and you don't break promises to yourself, Mm -hmm. which is like integrity is like a huge thing to have that because there's a lot of people that are, I wouldn't say spineless, but you had a weak spine and it's, it's refreshing to have someone that backs that up. Not Mm -hmm. only because everyone, everyone talks the fucking talk, but not everyone walks the, walks the walk. Yeah, and as I've gotten older, I've gotten a lot better about time management and just scheduling things that are important to me, and I don't need to spend seven days in the gym. You know, I'm happy with four or five days, and then the other two or three days a week spending time with my friends and building relationships and having quality time with the people that I love, because that's just as important as having quality time with myself in the gym. Yes, quality time with you, because we get so much of that, you know, always can take more. One thing I'm actually curious about, what's an unusual habit or absurd thing that you love? An absurd thing that I love, I would have to say in my car, I have floor mats that have cats all over them that my grandma got me for Christmas last year. Truly, I have never needed something more. I didn't even know something like this existed until she got it for me for Christmas. But now that I have them, you know, I can't imagine my car without them. And it also just makes it special because she has the same exact matching floor mats in her car. So every time I get in, I just, I think about her and all of the times we spent together and how she's shaped my life and shaped me into who I am today and how cats and animals, you know, are so representative of our relationship with my relationship with her and who I am today. So it's like super crazy. And people always like make fun of me when they get in my car for the first time and they see them and they're like, what is on the floor? And I'm like, I love it. Like, it's special to me. It always reminds me of my grandma. It's a sweet little gesture that she did for me. So it's definitely weird. Like, I've never seen anybody else with them in their car, but I love them so much. And they're never going to leave my car, no matter what car I have. When I'm driving my G-Wagon someday, those cat floor mats are, they're going to be in there, front and center. There you go. For sure. And definitely, like, valeting. I've seen some weird, like, at least you're not the person with, like, have you seen they put, like, uh like beanie babies oh, up beanie on the dash are so creepy I, I valued this one car that just had the front dash filled and then they had a the back of the the car as well was just mm-hmm. stuffed with them and Ooh. it was it was just creepy it's kind it of scary just, and i could just imagine them sitting there all day long just in the beaten sun mm-hmm. and if it gets wet in the car it's just not a vibe yeah not the vibe i'm going for stick to the feline floor mats yeah. <laughs> hey, maybe that's something you could do uh, your own kind of collaboration with the... Uh, there we go. Brunette Collective. QVC and Brunette Collective. That's where she got them, QVC. There you go. QVC, if you're listening. If you could have a gigantic billboard anywhere with anything on it, metaphorically speaking, getting a message out to millions, if not billions, what would it say? I think it would say that it's never too late to start something new or to try something new. I mean, you're never too old to try something new and shift the direction of your life if you're not happy. Um, just, I mean, I went through all of college. I had no idea what I wanted to do, what job I wanted to have. I just picked a random major, went with it, hoped I was going to figure it out along the way. I, I didn't figure it out through those four years. And this year, I would say it's like the first time that I finally have sort of a grasp on okay, maybe this is what I'm going to do with my life. Like maybe I am headed in the right direction. Maybe I'm not just wasting my time. Um, And I'm only 24, almost 25, but 
so I am still young, but you're never too old to start something new. You know, like when I was 18, there's so much pressure to pick a major, pick a career. What are you going to do with your life? What are you going to spend every single day doing? And I had no idea. I mean, you know, I worked a part-time job for six years and my entire family harassed me of when am I going to get a real job? And spoiler alert, I still don't have a real job, but I have a passion that makes me happy and satisfies my desire for doing good in this world. And so I would just encourage everyone that if you have a desire in your heart that you want to try something new or you want to get a new job or you want to take a trip to a place you've never been, just do it. Like life is too short to think about all of the things you wish you could do. And, you know, we only have a certain number of days. You should spend those days doing things that fulfill you, that make your heart happy, that are giving back to the world. And, you know, it's never too late to start over you can always try something new and who cares what other people think you know at the end of the day if you're happy that's all that matters you know other people don't pay your bills you pay your bills so if you're not doing something that fulfills you try something new you never know and ultimately that's what makes the world better i, I forgot who i was listening to um our our great mentor paul check oh god was talking about um like how you could be the best um example in the world and he was saying like um like in this one case the the prostitute archetype so there's the the prostitute that shows up every day and just goes to work because she's going to cut a check and then there's the prostitute that goes in because she absolutely loves it and that's what she feels born to do she loves the the energy of feeling in control and being the sexiest version of herself and he was getting into how ultimately as long as what you're doing is supportive of yourself and you're not hurting anyone whatever you're doing that's that you love and that's making love into the world is just putting more of that energy out there that breeds more of it and cycles off of that right i mean you just think about how boring the world would be if everyone just sat on their creative ideas and never actually went for it. I mean, the world would be such a boring place. We wouldn't have Airbnb. We wouldn't have Uber. We wouldn't have probably half of the amazing restaurants that we love to eat at. And so, yeah, I just fully believe that you should never let time or age hold you back from trying that new thing and going after that dream that you have. I mean, Mm -hmm. and no dream is ever too big or too small. You know, if it's something that's in your heart I believe that it's in there for a reason and that you're doing a disservice to yourself and to humanity by not chasing those dreams because you never know who you're going to help along the way and if you are keeping those dreams to yourself well someone else is missing out on your talents your gifts and what you have to offer the world and humanity yeah and we never know what anyone else is how anyone else is going to take what we do or what we say like even throughout this episode like we could have like you speaking on the your Nespresso could have like radically changed someone's life mm-hmm. yeah, and we really never know no how idea. someone's going to take that right and I mean just bringing it back to my blog again I've gotten quite a few messages that I never would have expected from girls that I don't even know just on Instagram that have come across my profile seen that I have a blog and have shot me a quick message just to say that seeing that I have a blog has inspired them to do the same thing or they've always wanted to start a blog but they were too afraid of what people would think or they had no idea where to start and just seeing me start and take action has encouraged them to do the same and I fully believe that there's room at the top for everyone that we all have so much abundance that you know anyone can do anything you know just because someone else has done it doesn't mean you can't do it too you know we're all unique and that's what makes us special so if you Michael Sheiks wanted to start a blog, I would say go for it because you have a different background than me. You know, it's never going to be the same. It's going to be different and unique just like you are. Thank you. It's definitely cool to see, I I don't know if it's just me, but kind of like seeing like a shift in culture for people to really see like the, the saying there's a big world out there and to go on top of that like the universe is just so abundant like regardless of what it is or what you do like there is so much abundance out there like if you're doing a creative endeavor like it's musicians create or 
compete for for listeners but there's if you really think about it there's an endless demand for Mm -hmm. artists out there right so it's to come at stuff and with the scarcity mindset is just a losing mindset you're just starting off on the wrong foot instead of thinking that there are seven billion people on the earth and growing and the internet gives you access to all of them I think there's like two, Most of them. two, three billion people on the internet, but that's just growing and growing as we evolve as humans. Right. And once I adopted the abundance mindset, I mean, my life got infinitely better. And once I started surrounding myself with people who also had the abundance mindset, I mean, I feel like my success just took off, hypothetically speaking, because um, I've definitely had times this year being surrounded by people with a scarcity mindset and a very negative attitude that just held me back because I was surrounded by it every day. And once I got out of those situations, you know, my life just got infinitely so much lighter and brighter and abundant. And I would encourage anyone listening that if you are surrounded by a negative mindset or environment, do whatever you can to get out of it because at the end of the day, it's just going to keep tearing you down and keep tearing you down until you start surrounding yourself with abundance and positivity. And honestly, it makes all of the difference in the world. There we go, people. Anna, giving them the facts. <laughs> so here's a good one. When you feel overwhelmed or unfocused or have lost your focus temporarily, what do you do? Honestly, I just like to shut everything off and just watch mindless tv i mean it seems like so simple and so like almost stupid just to be like you really watch like reality mindless tv but at the end of the day it's really helpful for me to just i don't have to think about it there's no computing i just sit there zone out with leo with the cat we just hang out and just recenter and when i think about nothing it enables my brain to think about everything you know, the next day, an hour later, two hours later, whatever. So yeah, I just love watching 90 Day Fiance, cuddling with Leo, just forcing myself to shut everything off so that when I can go back to thinking about a lot of things again, my brain is fresh and ready and it's not exhausted from, you know, trying to focus on everything. You're not in that constant like do mode that Mm -hmm. it's like, um, like a mental reset for yourself. You give yourself that ability to pause recenter and go back to what you were mm-hmm. ultimately doing yeah because if i have to sit down and i'm I'm trying to force myself to write or to do something or try and think of something new or be creative the more i force it the worse it gets so if i'm struggling to focus i just need to shut everything off and just start fresh again the next day or else like my work is going to suffer because it's not going to be good enough because i forced it and so i've really found that on times of feeling overwhelmed or stressed or going a mile a minute, just shutting completely off is the best way to recenter and refocus and get the creative juices flowing again the next day or the next week, whatever it may be. And kind of thinking, bringing things back full circle. When you first started your blog, who did you want to be? I don't know if there is ever like one person that I really aspired to be like, um, but I definitely drew inspiration from other female entrepreneurs and saw how they've built mega communities just online. And I thought that was really cool of how, you know, it doesn't matter where you are. We all have access to the internet and the internet reaches all corners of the world. So no matter what small town I might've grown up in, I can reach anyone and everyone through my voice online. And so I kind of just wanted to be like those other women that I saw building empires and building my own. Spreading positivity and showing them a beautiful face along the way. That's right. Inspiring, educating, and entertaining through my own voice and my own perspective and unique experiences. And kind of wrapping up here as we get to the end, one last question I wanted to get to. In the last five years, what have you become better at saying no to? And what new realizations and or approaches helped? Um, maybe a little bit more than five years ago. Uh, I guess it was like seven or eight years ago now is when I tore my ACL. And that was at the time I didn't realize how big 
of a life-altering event that was but now that I'm so many years out of it looking back I see how that just drastically shifted the course of my life and so I would say in the last like seven years I've really been inspired to not get so hung up on if life doesn't go exactly how I've had it planned and that I can always start again I can always start something over tomorrow I can try again tomorrow I have another chance to make a difference tomorrow that even if this thing that I've envisioned for years and years if it doesn't go my way that's okay you know I can pivot and I can try something new I'm, I don't have to be so held down to what society says I have to be or what my parents say I have to be or what my friends say I have to be I can be who I want to be and even if it doesn't go that way like I envision that's okay you know I'm changing every day and I'm improving every day and as long as I'm on that projectile of growing and improving and being my best self that's all that matters it doesn't matter what it looks like to get there awesome well anna we appreciate you having you on the chic speaks podcast if there's anything you'd like to share with the audience where can people find you follow up more and learn about you well we've had some listener submission questions as well that let's go to those real quick we always love a few listener submission questions so these are sourced from our fans out there on instagram something they've asked both of us is what's one thing you're looking forward to Michael Sheiks in the next three months six months I'm looking forward to things opening back up and hopefully more projects coming down the pipeline because a lot of the revenue and the business I do was focused around event space and getting photo and video for events in the past what's it been seven six seven eight months now yeah almost nine months yeah events have not been a thing at all so i'm excited for a lot of that to come back and for us to just get out there and and fly i love flying right nice something i'm looking forward to Well, I would say like, yeah, things opening back up, us taking more trips together. 2020 was surprisingly the year that we took the most trips together and we visited so many places that I never would have thought we would have gone at the beginning of this year, but things have worked out. And so I would say just us traveling to new places together. You're my favorite travel companion. So I'm looking forward to us making more memories, experiencing new things together as a couple. So that's for sure what I'm looking forward to. Another question that we got is, what is the favorite place that we visited together? Run me down. How, uh, it, let's see. You so know my memory is I know. Not yeah, your memory is not as good as mine. So, in so the last year, so we went to Rhode Island, Pennsylvania. We went to the Adirondacks in New York. We went to Michigan, Chicago, New Hampshire. We drove up all of the East Coast, Naples. I think that sums it up. And then later this year, we're going back to Pennsylvania. I think New Hampshire. Really? I really like New Hampshire. Um, I mean, Chicago was really fun. It, It was a really nice day trip. I don't know if I spend like five days there i think that'd be a little extra for me but on personally i just like the outdoors and i think new hampshire is just something about the air too Mm -hmm. the air there is just amazing every breath yeah every breath you take is just like so rich with oxygen Mm -hmm. i just feel like alive Your your lungs are just coursing with oxygen so alive yeah yeah new hampshire was fun People are nice there. I think there's a good uh, food community there, so that helps you for sure. Yeah, we ate a lot of good food. Nice. Say New Hampshire. I would say my favorite was probably our Michigan-Chicago weekend for your birthday. Probably just because it was so special that you got to meet my best friend Becca for the first time, my childhood best friend. Like, I mean, honestly, we've been waiting for the day that we could introduce each other to our partners and our spouses and so that's truly something that I've been waiting for since I was probably 10 years old so to stay at her house with her and her fiance and have you guys just hit it off so well it just really filled my heart with joy and 
truly I had so much fun. Michigan was amazing. Chicago, having you experience Chicago and Michigan for the first time was so special for me to see. And uh, I could relive that weekend a thousand times over. It was amazing. Well, people can relive it through your eyes by checking out the uh, Chicago. Yeah, I have a full Chicago travel guide on my blog, 24 hours in Chicago, budget-friendly itinerary. So you won't break the bank, but you'll have an amazing time. So yeah, that was probably the favorite trip that we've taken together. Oh, and one last final user submission is they want to know who benches more. <laughs> Obviously, it's me. Obviously. 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 I don't well, we'll have a little competition. We'll have to keep you guys posted. Yeah, I'm going to start training because <laughs> I don't I don't lift, so shut up. Well, we'll we'll hit the weights and we'll see who comes out on top. Here we go. I got to stray away from my gay-ass CrossFit vegan Vegan bodybuilder. Yeah. (laughs) I got to do some real, real shit like benching. That's right. Bar's not bending. You're still pretending. There we go. There you go. So where can people find you, learn more about you, and uh, what you got going on? I would say I'm most active on Instagram. My username is just my first and last name, Anna Fenstermacher. Michael can link it for you in the show notes. Show notes because the last name's a little lengthy, so you might not be able to figure out how to spell that. So that's my Instagram. My website is Brunette Collective, and there you can find my blog, a little bit more about me, a lot of photos. Um, yeah, I would say those are the two platforms that I'm most active on. Um, I pretty much post on Instagram daily every other day so we can catch up there i try and post my blog once a week four to five new posts a month and yeah those are the platforms that i utilize the most and spend the most time on well anna it's been an absolute pleasure to sit down with you and share your story what you got going on and how that ultimately puts more love into the world and you definitely help put love into me and my heart and you've You've inspired me also to start this creative endeavor. So thank you. My gratitude towards you and everything you mean towards me. Of course, the pleasure is all mine. And it has been so fun watching your businesses grow and thrive over the last two years of us being together. And now the podcast, I feel like we waited forever for this. And now it's up and running and I'm so excited to be a part of it. And I can't wait to see where it takes you over the next month six months 12 months and beyond i mean i know you're building something amazing and i'm the lucky one who gets to be a part of it with you well i think we'll leave everyone with a final chic speaks quote probably our favorite one (laughs) anna knows exactly where i'm going word for word but rome was not built in a day so keep doing what you do keep laying those bricks and eventually your road will lead to Rome. That's right. All right, everyone. Thank you for listening to the show. I hope we were able to give you guys some value and Anna could share her story and you guys could see why I fuck with her so much and how special she is to me. So if you want to find out more, give her page a follow, check out the blog, And don't forget to rate, review, subscribe. All those good things help me out a ton. And I'd appreciate any and all feedback. As always, keep doing you. Lay each brick by brick and make your road to Rome. Love you guys. Peace.